everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener on March 4th, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you guys supporting the show, man. It's uh, a beautiful, sunny day somewhere outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and it's been a great weekend. I got a chance to catch up with some friends, got a chance to get out and about a little bit. You know, sometimes I can be a bit of a hermit crab, stay in my shell, and it was nice to just uh, get some sunlight on this golem, you know, <laughs> skin that I got and, uh, you know, go outside, get some UVs and and hang out with some good friends of mine. Shout out Dominic and Nicole. It was fun to see those guys this weekend. There's a lot of great football this weekend. My beloved Notre Dame fighting Irish have stayed undefeated with a pretty convincing win over a good Wisconsin team in Chicago at Soldier Field, home of the Bears. Why I say a nutter when I start this thing off and my alma mater won this weekend on the road I believe at Ball State shout out to Toledo Rockets and yeah man it's just uh, positive vibes all the way around I'm feeling good I'm feeling rested I'm feeling rejuvenated I'm taking care of myself you know ice cream is still my Achilles heel but what are you gonna do you know what I mean if I want to put away a pint I'll put away a pint huh what are you gonna do uh but I you know I'm trying to stay away from the cheap meals man only only try to give myself like one or two a week where I'm like indulging, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep my mind and my body right. And it's crazy to think that we're coming up on the last three months of the year. In fact, uh, yeah, it'll be October, the end of this week. So uh, spooky season is upon us. So everybody who loves pumpkins and fall, um, (laughs) I don't know what that voice was. Those of you who've listened to the show know that I do weird voices from time to time. But I just think it's funny how like, We call Halloween spooky season now, and it's like SZN. We're abbreviating things. But, uh, you know, everybody's going to be on those pumpkin spice lattes, carving pumpkins. I personally love Halloween because I love horror movies. Um, I I just, I love, I love it, man. Like, I, I, maybe it's because for so many years, like, I didn't do anything for Halloween. Like, literally from the age of like 11 till probably, man, I don't even know. Like my mid late twenties, I I didn't do anything for Halloween. I've always enjoyed though, like you know, thrillers, horror movies, things like that. But uh, yeah, man, it's a it's a good time of the year, man. Uh, I I love the fall. It's always pretty short here in uh, Tennessee. I feel like you know, because there there ain't nothing like a Midwest fall, man. I'm gonna tell you, like just being from Ohio, that's football weather to me, man. You know, when it's like October, it's like forties, fifties during the day. If you get some sun. And it's like mid-50s with a breeze. It's just like good sweatshirt, like hoodie weather. You know what I mean? I'm not like the biggest hoodie guy. Uh, and it's kind of vain. Why? Because like I usually like to put stuff in my hair. And then it's like if I get inside and I'm wearing a hoodie and then I'm too hot. And I hate being too hot because I always run hot. So I don't wear hoodies too much. But you get what I'm saying. It's comfortable weather. It's sweatpants weather. And uh, it's a good time of the year, man. So uh, I, I am. I'm feeling good, man. You can hear it in my voice. I'm feeling good. Show's going really well. Like I say uh, at the beginning of every episode, man, I, I really appreciate all the returning listeners. I really appreciate the new listeners of the podcast and new supporters of March 4th because that's what we're out here doing, man. We're trying to persevere, move forward, be good to people, 
live a life filled with love and perseverance and just treating people the right way and chasing down your dreams, man. So it's been a good weekend. I'm getting ready to start the work week. And uh, I'm really excited about this week's guest, man, because he's a guy who connected with me and uh, we had a great conversation. And, and I'm, I'm really excited because I, I've, I've been more conscious this year of, of really switching it up and, and, you know, not just doing, you know, metal or hard rock, you know, genres that I, I really like a lot, but, but trying to get not only other, you know, genres of uh, music on here as far as the artists, but, you know, business owners, I want to get more athletes on the show, really, really try to give people the full gamut because I, I want to cover a lot of ground and, and make this a show where everybody can come. Everybody is welcome on this show. So uh, this is a dude who reached out to me, I want to say a little over a month ago, and uh, we connected. I checked out his music, and I really dug it, man. And he is none other than King Shamps out of Philadelphia, and to be specific, West Philly, part of the Dead Wrong Records family. He was part of an album called Dawn of the Dead, which came out in December of last year. Uh, My favorite personal track on that one is uh, Boss Talk. I also really like Forbes. But uh, King Shamps is uh, is is legit, man. He's he's great on the mic. Um, he's very positive on on social media, and that tie in obviously with this show, March fourth. I was really excited to get him on uh, on his Instagram. He has the Shamps word of the day, where he always shares a positive message about life and just pushing through. And so we connected on a lot of levels. And and as you'll hear in this conversation, even though he and I, you know, come from different walks of life, we come from different cities. We come from different, uh, you know, musical backgrounds, just as far as like him being into hip hop uh, pretty heavily. And obviously me coming from more of a metal and, you know, rock and roll side of things. But there's a lot of common ground in here. And that's what I what I love about doing this show, man, is just to show people, you know, you can come from different places. You can come from different walks of life. But, you know, on the inside, we, we all want similar things out of life. And this dude is all about positivity, chasing down your dreams, overcoming obstacles and living to tell the tale. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with King Shamps. Here it is. But King Shamps, thank you so much for the time, man. Like I said, uh, before we got the ball rolling with this bad boy, I, I have a lot of respect for what you're doing, what you guys are doing at Dead Ron Records. And, uh, Really enjoyed the record Dawn of the Dead, but just to get it started, you know, obviously I, I do my homework, you know, not only out of respect for the guests because I'm just a curious dude by nature and I like to see where people are coming from. But um, I know that you and your your brother are, are both, you know, musically inclined. You've been in it for a while, but a question I always like to ask artists is just, do you remember the first musical moment in your life? Like the first music that grabbed you and made you go, oh, wow, what is that? I got to figure out what that is. I like that. That's cool. Because I know I know you played the piano, right? Yeah. Um, and your brother played the drums. But what was that first musical memory for you, man, that really grabbed you? Well, to tell you the truth, that's a great question, bro. And you definitely have done your homework. I really appreciate that, man. You know what for I mean? Sure. A, a lot of people don't care to do the research, but I, I, love, I love somebody that's in, in, into it you know what i mean like this is what the fuck i do i respect yeah. that <laughs> you know what I'm oh saying? yeah yeah man i can waste your time for sure man <laughs> i feel like musical moments really um i feel like it was a multitude of moments where it was like you know growing up um our mom and dad had every record 
And I mean, we're listening to everything, whether it's hip hop, R&B, jazz, rock. Um, if people know me, I'm a huge grunge fan. Alice in Chains, you know, um, yeah. Pearl Jam, you know, uh, Nirvana, you know, um, all of those real Seattle groups. <laughs> yeah, I really um, enjoy um, just a love for music, man. I mean, Slana Family Stone, Tupac, Biggie, you know what I mean? Um, you could throw Elton John in the midst one day and then Prodigy the Nets and, you know, um, Zeppelin one day and then, you know, uh, Nas the Nets, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a house full of music and it was something that we always wanted to go in and hit and do because it was intriguing to us. You know what I'm saying? Like music helps everybody. Everybody yeah. loves some type form of music because it could be therapeutic. It could be a release. You know what I'm saying? So that was something that we really wanted to go in ahead and pursue. And it just so happened the more and more we grew with it, the better we got at it. Yeah, man, that's cool. And, and, and uh, I think it's cool to have music in the house like that because, you know, everybody grows up different, but I think it's cool that, like you said, you had a little bit of everything, like, how I grew up uh, and people who have listened to the show know this, but like my mom was really into like eighties pop and, you know, the new mm. wave stuff, like, you know, sting and the police and Duran Duran, all that stuff. I grew up on a police too. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to, to juice world for, for using the uh, sting, uh, you know, for, for uh, lucid dreams, you know, that ended yeah. up becoming a huge hit, but, um, but yeah, and then my now dad was really into it. Was that? I said Nas used that same sample for the message too. Oh yeah, off of, yeah, uh, yeah. Off of it was written. Yeah, man. And uh, my dad was—he uh, was really into classic rock, and then my brother was really into heavy stuff. So that's how I got into metal. But, but uh, you've been rapping since you were like 10, 11 years old. I read yes, too. <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking, I know sometimes artists don't don't like telling their age. But how old are you now? So how how many years is that now that you've you've been really getting into it? I'm twenty nine. 29 yeah okay. i just turned 29 yeah i just turned 29 this uh may just turned 29 this may yep oh cool well, happy belated birthday man appreciate you brother so so 20 years so what was the first hip-hop you mentioned all the different music and even the grunge and everything you really love but who was the first like hip-hop artist or like group of artists that really got you going down the the rabbit hole with with rap and, and hip-hop well you know um my age is basically dipset you know rockefeller um the locks you know um g unit you know what i'm saying um i went back and really studied the other guys like you know nas hove big pop you know the names that we all know um listening to um scarface you know what i mean was huge um and you know bad boy death row you know what I'm saying? Like listening to those records consistently for what, you know, Tupac and Big did, but also what Snoop did, what Dr. Dre did. You know what I'm saying? And then being from West Philly, you know, this is the home of gangster rap. You know what I mean? Like gangster rap started in the city. So um, it was a Marriott of different sounds and rappers where it was like, yo, like I really want to go ahead and do this shit. I think the defining moment that made me want to go in here to rap was um, when Jay-Z dropped the Fade to Black DVD. And it like showed the whole concert experience. It showed everything. And I was like, wow, I see all these different celebrities and other top rappers and people of the culture were coming to see him. And it was like, yo, I want that feeling. You know what I'm saying? So Jay was big for me. You know what I mean? Um, Nas was big for me. Killer Cam was big for me. 
You know what I mean? 50 Cent and his run was big for me. So all of those dudes, you know what I mean? And also in Philly too, Will Smith, Beanie Siegel, you know what I mean? The whole state prop movement. Um, all of that kind of crafted me into the artist that I was going to become for sure. Yeah, I was going to say you mentioned you mentioned Will Smith and Beanie Siegel and then uh, what, Schooly D? Um, yes, sir, Schooly D. Uh, the Roots, you know, Black Dog, Questlove, all those guys. Like there's a, there's a rich hip-hop history in Philly. I mean, how how aware of that were you and your brother growing up? Oh, very aware, man. I mean, listen, bro, everybody in Philly fucking raps, my dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> a grandma, listen, somebody fucking grandmama got a mixtape out right now. Yeah. Guaranteed. She got like features and shooting videos and all this shit. So like <laughs> that's the kind of culture it is where everybody's rapping, everybody's battle rapping. And we grew up in the battle rap era. You know what I'm saying? Like when that shit was like the DVD era and all that, we grew up during that era. So it was all around us. You know what I mean? It was all around us from the environment we come from, from the music that we grew up listening to. It was just like, you know, um, a bug that bit us, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's in the water. You know what I mean? And Philly is in the water, man. Everybody can rap. Everybody got a story. We just wanted to organize it to a point where we had their wrong records rolling. You know what I'm saying? Because Philly yeah. never had like a movement movement that um, actually stood the test of time. Not like little blurs, but like, oh, no, we're here for 10, 15, 20 years. So that was the mindset. So so much talent in Philly. It's like, yo, we should go on ahead and push this forward. Nobody else is pushing it forward. So that kind of became a, a part of us, man. That's awesome, dude. And and yeah, like the the toughness and the grit, I feel like you can you can even hear on that record, Dawn of the Dead. Like it to me, it's got like uh and again, I'm 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 not gonna sit here and pretend to be something I'm not. Like I said, I come from more of a metal background, but from the rap that I that I've listened to, to me, it does kind of have like an old school kind of gritty vibe. Like it's and it do, and it sounds authentic to me. It doesn't sound like you or anybody else on there is trying to sound like anybody else. You're just speaking about experience and to me that authenticity comes through where somebody like me who comes from more of a rock or a metal background like well, i could listen to something and go oh that that dude means that when he's saying that you know what i mean um yeah, absolutely talk to me a little bit about that toughness with philly because even as a big sports fan um this is this is audio only but for people listening you got a flyers hat on right now i saw on your instagram page too <laughs> you were rocking a cowboys hat which we can get into that later because i'm sure in philly <laughs> it was oh yeah NFC we, or we, NFC we definitely got to touch on that for sure yeah. i will i will explain my stance on that <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah that from outside looking in like even as a sports fan there does seem to be like you don't screw with philly like it, it it's like it seems like people are really really about it in Philly like the fans are tough both on on their guys and both on other teams like and and we just talked about the you know the hip-hop history there and even recently you know you know the last 10-15 years artists like Cassidy Meek Mill um what what is that like you know growing up battle rapping and stuff like that and really cutting your teeth to get where you are now I mean talk to me a little bit about just that environment and that toughness and like you said just the competitiveness and how that works into your rhymes I tell you, bro, um, Philly, I always say, um, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I understand it comes from New York, but when you talk about the way we grew up, everybody is tough. A nerd motherfucker will knock you out. In <laughs> yeah. Like somebody who you would legit think, oh, he's a computer dude, this and the third will square up and knock you the fuck out. That's yeah. a guarantee. 
So you come from a tough city, you build a, a, a tough exterior and interior. You know what I'm saying? Mentally and physically, you kind of build that up. And it shines through in the raps because we grew up in West Philly. You know, um, we just had like some crazy riots when the George Floyd shit went down. Motherfuckers were shooting and carrying all kinds of different shit around because it's a wild kind of city. It always has been. So when you look at the sports, it's a passionate city. And it's like, if you fuck up, we're aggressive. We come off that way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's just how it is as far as our environment. It's an aggressive environment. You either stand or you get ran the fuck over, to be honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> we exhibit that same shit in our raps because we've lived what we've rapped about. You know what I'm saying? We've right. been in the streets. We've done a lot of different things. And now what we're showing people is like, yo, we came from this kind of environment. We embody this kind of environment, but we want this environment to be better. We want this environment to progress. We don't want to just keep saying, okay, we come from West Philly. It's dangerous. We shoot as we do this. We do that. And then third, it's like, we got to go in here and level up and get to another place. You know what I'm saying? So Philly gave us that kind of style, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we carry things. You have to be tough mentally and you got to be tough physically. You know what I mean? Because like you said, by me being a Cowboys fan, you can only imagine an Eagles town <laughs> being a fucking Cowboys fan and wearing your shit and not giving a fuck. You got to be a nut, next level of type of crazy you know what I mean? <laughs> to like do that. So Philly kind of informed us, man, and made us the men we are today. And the music reflects that. Like you said, all, being authentic. You know what I'm saying? When you can go in here and you can listen to you like, yo, this motherfucker's not playing around. He's not just saying it. He's speaking not only from his own story, but telling the story of others. You know what I'm saying? Philly is kind of bred that. Philly breeds a lot of tough motherfuckers, man. You know what I mean? That's that's just the kind of city it is. So coming from Philly, it, it builds character. Philly builds character for sure. Yeah, and staying on that, man, it kind of makes sense. Like I said, I'm a you know, huge sports fan. In, in particular, basketball is my favorite sport. Like right now, you can't see it, but on the other side, I've got, uh, not to sound like a tool, but I've got my pull-up bar going into my kitchen. And on one side is Michael Jordan, and on the other side is Ben Wallace. But I'm also a huge, huge Allen Iverson fan. And I'm, I'm 33, so we're pretty close in age. So when I was in junior high, you know, you know, when MJ retired the first time for, for kids listening to this, man, like, I don't think AI gets enough credit for really becoming the face of the league. You know, you look at the league now, pretty much yeah. everybody has tattoos. Everybody has their own style. Like, to me, that was that was all AI. Like, they changed the dress code because of that dude, um, yeah. you know, um, which was which was kind of messed up to me because he was authentic. But. At the same time, like it makes sense why Philly loved him so much because he was all a six feet, maybe a buck 80 on a good day. But he went out there and just bled for Philly every night, man. Listen, bro. AI legit ran Philly, bro. Like when I tell you he used to come out West Philly riding in the hood and all kinds of crazy cars like Rolls Royces and crazy shit like he would be in West Philly heavy. Um, he came through the he neighborhood. Actually, had a spot that was in West Philly on the other side of West Philly. It's called like City Line Avenue. It's like it, it, it's it, it. I still consider it a part of West Philly. A lot of people may not, but it's it, it's a it's a state of it. Um, or a section. Um, there was a spot called Fridays, and they called the club Fridays. And this motherfucker AI would buy the Fridays out. Like people would be in there, he buy everybody they shit. 
buy a bunch of shit. He actually, when I was maybe like 12, maybe, I was over at this Foot Locker over on City Line Avenue. He came in there, had like this crazy white Bentley. Motherfuckers around me brought people hats and shit. I got a hat, all kinds of shit. So AI was a man of the city, man. So, yeah, that's cool. So he would actually come out to the neighborhood and stuff, like, for real. Yeah, like, he'd be rolling people. around. He would be rolling around. Like, AI was a wild dude, man. I think it was it Max Kellerman who said the only reason MJ's the greatest player of all time is because Allen Iverson wasn't six foot six. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had just <laughs> said that, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, man, because, you know, like I said, uh, when we when we got to talking, even I think before we recorded, the reason I like boss talk off of dawn of the dead so much you know you know if you're talking it you better live it you know what i mean and that's something that i you know uh you know where i come from it's it's you know don't talk about it be about it you know what i mean and i think that's kind of like the same thing just in a different different set of words of like hey man don't don't speak on anything that you're not doing or that you don't understand and and again it's that authenticity in your guys's music and and speaking on that environment and just what you came from i mean what did your what did your parents instill in you guys in that environment, you know, and I'm sure being around just street life and all of that to, to get where you are today and still live to tell the tale. Cause obviously there's a lot of people that come and go, I'm sure Absolutely. in that environment. Absolutely. Now nah, um, that's a great question, bro. Um, our parents instilled in us grind, you know what I mean? They instilled in us um, the ability to be thinkers um, and the ability to be leaders. You know what I mean? The ability to be bosses. That's the thing is you don't never want to be a worker. The, the, the workers, they, they'll work, they'll work, they'll work, and then they die. The bosses live forever. The bosses, the leaders live forever. That's something I constantly preach. That's something that we were taught, you know what I'm saying, to be leaders, not followers, to go on ahead and set certain examples and certain standards. Even in the streets have certain levels of standards and certain levels of abilities that are make you go from day to day. So, they instilled in us that kind of grind, that belief that we can legit be anything and do anything and not really give a fuck about what the other person has to say. Because you know how it is in the world, bro. People that try to demean you, berate you, say you're not going to do this, say you're not going to do that, not support whatever you're doing. <clears throat> and a lesser person can fall from that if they're not trained in a certain way. But by us being trained and raised in a certain kind of um way being raised a certain kind of way we were able to say yo when we look at adversity we look at it as a challenge we look at it as something that we can go on ahead and push through and that was something that was taught like yo whatever's happening continue to push through continue to push through continue to grind continue to grind because bus really ain't no fucking joke you know what i mean you know we've lost a lot of different friends had to be in certain situations and and, and still loving to talk about it is nothing but god's grace and we reflect that authenticity in the records. When you hear like a boss talker, like you said with the Forbes niggas, those records, when you're hearing us rap and hearing us spit the way we spit, it's dope. It's a great concept. But the thing is, we talk in real life. Yeah. And we're giving it to you consistently. You know what I mean? And that was something our parents taught us. Be real. Don't be fake with no bullshit. Yeah. Continue to carry the real thing. You know what I mean? Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, nobody stand a fake motherfucker, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you run into those kinds of people, unless you're one of those kinds of people, you begin to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, man. It's true. Um, you know, and and it and I and it, and it takes time, I think, to be comfortable in your own skin. And I and I think a lot of times people, 
you know, just staying on that, the, the people who maybe are fake, it, you know, I think in entertainment, sometimes it can be because they're trying to catch a wave, right? They're, they're like, oh, this is working. So let me try this because this is, this is popping, you know, or I think it's people that are uncomfortable in their own skin. So they're trying to follow the crowd and be like, well, I'm going to dress like this or act like this because this is what's cool. But like you said, if you're, if you're somebody who's authentic, you can spot that out real quick, real quick. Word. Word. That's a fact, bro. Now, now, you know, staying on that, man, with uh, with Dead Wrong Records, where where did the name and the inspiration for that name, Dead Wrong, come from? Oh, Dead Wrong. See, this is the thing. We grew up reading the Source magazines. Like, our dad would literally, like, bring these Source magazines into the house. So we looked at Master P and Puff and Suge and all of those guys, and they were our influences. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, To look at them, not only from them coming from the street and being able to be bosses, but be bosses at a high level. So we was like, yo, let's come up with our own shit. You know what I mean? You got bad boy, you got death row, but shit, right. we did wrong. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. did wrong kind of comes from the, um, I guess an anti-establishment kind of mindset. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where we, we don't rock with the bullshit. If y'all going left, we going right. You know what I mean? If y'all going right, we going left. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to be followers. We're going to be leaders. So we did wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> we, would be, we would be considered that because we're not going with the status quo. We're not going with what everybody wants us to be programmed to do. You know what I'm saying? We're going from being authentic, being real, and carrying it the way we need to carry it. You know what I'm saying? So did wrong kind of came from that, from looking at the legends and saying, you know what? We're going to go in here and emulate the best things and learn from their mistakes. So that's definitely where Dead Wrong came from, for sure. I like that, man. I like the inspiration behind that name, and I'm always I'm always curious about that. And even even Shamps, I was trying to figure that out too. Like, where you know, if you don't mind me asking, where did King Shamps come from? Where did that name Shamps come from? Shamps, um, I actually put a Z on it. It's usually S H A M P Z or S or S H A M S. Um, it's an Arabic name. Um, it basically means leader or son of God. Okay, and. That was something I wanted to go in the head and go with. And then the thing is, I felt like putting the king in front of it was some wavy shit. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I'm a king. Why the fuck? You know what I mean? Why the fuck can't I be a king? Why the fuck can't you be a king? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and, and and I'm big on history and shit like that. So I'll sit there and study shit like Genghis Khan and Napoleon and all of these different leaders, you know, Montezuma and, you know, all of these different things. I'm a huge history buff. So I was like, I'll put king in front of it. And like I said, Shamshadeen, that's the Arabic. It's Arabic for um, leader or son of God, Shamsuddin. But I decided to put the P and the Z there just to put some different spice to it. But that's what it, that's where it derives from. That's cool, man. I like that tying in the history with it. And, 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 you know, we talked about the theme of this podcast too, being perseverance and moving forward. And I think that's a good transition because you're talking about leadership. You're talking about what your parents have instilled in you guys, you know, the lessons that you've learned, the things that you've seen along the way. You know, what's what's a story you can share? Um, you know, we can go as deep as you want to or, or not want to, man. Obviously, I'm you know, I'm not trying to make anybody uncomfortable or anything, but just no, with the no, theme no, of this no. being here, man. Here. Uh, perseverance and moving forward, man. You know, what's what's a story in your life that you think would be beneficial for for kids listening to this? Maybe they come from a tough environment, whatever that environment is, maybe they come from a single parent household, maybe they come from an abusive family, and they're maybe music or sports is their way to kind of get away from all that. 
that you feel like is a lesson that you learned along the way that helped you persevere and move forward and your brother persevere and move forward to get to where you are today? That's, that's a great question, bro. And, and, and I'm very open um, with my life um, because I want to make sure that anybody that is younger than me that could possibly be following down good or bad rabbit holes um, in life, I want to go on ahead and share my, my story consistently. Um, I was a great athlete. Um, I was on ESPN, um, great football player. You know, in Pennsylvania, we play football. I'm a oh, bigger yeah. dude as well as Azan. So, you know, we we play football up here. Um, Big 33 <laughs> game, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, we um, play football, highly recruited. You know what I mean? Um, went. And um, actually, it got a chance to meet Aaron Donald's dad and him up in Pittsburgh, um, recruited down UNC, all of these different places. And I legitimately was still in the streets. I legitimately was doing a lot of street shit and a lot of dumb shit until it got me caught up and locked up and fighting for my life and dealing with a lot of different situations that a lot of rappers rap about, but don't live to tell the tale. And one thing I could sit up there and consistently tell kids all the time is, yo, listen, do not follow the streets. Do not follow these things. We're rapping about it because we're telling a story. It is purely entertainment because a lot of motherfuckers that are sitting here rapping were not in these kinds of situations. And when they were in these situations, it was a whole nother ball game. So don't legit just know that it's an entertainment thing. Know that it's a music thing. And guess what? Know that this is not going to lead you anywhere. It's only two boxes that come out of the streets. It's either jail or dead. And in some situations, a motherfucker may experience both, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? So what I try to tell them is it's a hundred different ways to be positive. And it's a hundred different ways to get yourself out of the environment that you're in. You have to be able to focus. You have to be able to be disciplined. You have to be able to go after whatever dream you have and aspiration, regardless of how somebody may want to berate it or demean it or don't believe in it. Continue to focus, continue to stay positive and things will be good for you. Things will start coming to pass. And with my life, I changed my whole life around from legit gun toting and gang banging and being in gangs and doing all kinds of different things to saying, you know what? I'm a young, successful black businessman. I'm a black man that's doing my own thing. I'm trying to go in and hit and collab with all kinds of people and show, hey, you can make a turnaround in your life if you have the discipline and the accountability. So I constantly tell people that. Every day we got 24 hours to live. Everybody gets the same 24 hours. You can go in and hit and be great. So I tell kids that I tell regular people that, and and that's one thing I do on my Instagram page, my word of the day, I try to give anything positive because you never know who's listening. You never know who may need their guidance. So I'm very open with my life for sure. I appreciate you sharing that, man. And excuse me then. And, you know, for you, is there anybody that you want to, before we get into the the champs uh, word of the day, before we wrap it up and thanks again so much, dude, for taking the time, man. I really appreciate this. And I appreciate Absolutely. you being an open book um, because that's what this show is all about too, is connecting with people in a positive way. But um, you know, after you came out of that experience, man, like, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to that helped you in terms of that second chance and reform in your life? Because I know um, 
you know, you hear that that's a struggle, you know, when people have been locked up, you know, coming back into the civilian world and getting opportunities to, to, to build their life back up and not carrying that stigma and turning over a new leaf. I mean, what, what people in your life helped you get back on the straight and narrow after that experience? Oh, definitely my family. Um, definitely my family. Um, they were able to go on ahead and support me through that tough time um, and be able to fight through it and, and come out clean. And uh, most importantly, I'm a religious man. I just have to thank God. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to thank God for him pushing me through and having that that faith. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the thing is, I'm going to tell you, um, nothing in your life um, you can't overcome if you do have in 24 hours. You can go on ahead and find a job. You can go on ahead and start your own business. If they don't hire you, hire yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to be... Um, um, ruthless in a way and in a good way, not like I'm just taking regular people's heads off, but ruthless in <laughs> right, a way. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, y'all, I'm gonna get to this shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna let my situation dictate my life. Right. Holding yourself you know accountable. I'm, I'm not gonna let my situation dictate my life. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be mentally strong and I'm gonna push through. If this door doesn't open, this door will open. It's something my mother has said to me since day one. She said, listen, if you got a house, if you can't go in through the front door, go through the back. If you can't go through the back, go through the window. If you can't go through the window, go through the basement, go through the fucking chimney. You can get in this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's so many different ways to do that. And I feel like I'm, I'm a testament to that. And that's something that we do here at Dave on records. It's like, yo, we're going to push through. We're the spirit of resilience. We're the spirit of uh, perseverance. You know what I'm saying? Like we push through and we're going to be great. And you're going to see motherfuckers on every single platform because we believe that we speak it into existence and we work on it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just something that I had was family and that support and that belief and accountability in myself. Well, I felt like I could do some great things and regardless whether my family believed in me or not, I decided to believe in myself. And that was the most important thing to change things around. Start believing more in yourself and the powers that you have. That's a great message, man. Cause yeah, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. You know what I mean? And, he, and I, and I struggle with that too. You know what I mean? Overcoming fears, anxieties, OCDs, but you know, it's part of life, but it's like what, what Wayne Gretzky said, right? I think it was Gretzky, Gretzky, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You know what I mean? And if you don't take, if you don't take an opportunity, somebody's going to take the, somebody's going to walk through that door that you could have walked through. But I also think that that's important too. Like you said, about what your mother told you about finding a way to get in the house, you know, mm-hmm. it's never too late to change. And I think you're a good example of that. You know, you didn't, you didn't let that, that negative experience define you. You turned over a new leaf, you walked a new path and, and the message that you're saying about you have 24 hours every day. And I think that's a good thing to let people know too. Like it's never too late to change. It's never too late to, to turn a new page. Absolutely. And in the time we have left, man, you know, you mentioned the, the champs word of the day. Um, there's a few of them that I really like, you know, stop running in place so you can win the race, you know, keep your arms open to give and receive. And you just talked about a perseverance, you know, don't let drama hold you back. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's great that you're using your platform for positivity, man, because, you know, I think one thing that metal and rap share in common is that they, they are often misunderstood. People see a certain image with rap. They see a certain image with metal, you know, sometimes metal people think it's just a bunch of, like angry white dudes and you know and it's, and it, you know and, it, and it's not they hear the heavy riffs and they hear the hardcore vocals and they're like it just turns them off and I feel like sometimes with rap too like people 
they hear that music or they see the parental advisory and, you know, they don't understand like what you're talking about. Like, no, there's stories in here. There's people that are really living stuff. And yeah, there might be some people glorifying certain things in all different genres of music, but there's lessons to be learned. And there are real ones out there like yourself where it's like, hey, we're not we're not glorifying the streets. We're just letting you know what we went through. And speaking on that, like, I just think it's awesome that you have used your platform for positivity. And you're a great example that there's there's an opportunity to turn over a new leaf, man. So kudos to you for using your Instagram and your social media for just letting people know that they that they can do that. Because I think I think there's a lot of strength in that positive positivity. You know, a lot of times people mistake kindness for weakness or they mistake they mistake good vibes for like you know, like, oh, that's some soft stuff. And it's like, no, it takes a lot of strength to be kind. It takes a lot of strength to be positive. It's real easy to be short with people, fly off the handle, be disrespectful. Yeah. You know, that if anything, that that shows weakness instead of strength. See, the real what what I would saw was the real ones move in silence. Yeah. The real ones don't have to sit here and just push the shit here and push the shit there. After a while, I can look through that. Because if you've really been in pressure situations, like somebody shooting over your head and you got to shoot back and you have to make that decision. um, Yeah, it's a different kind of thing. It's a different kind of livelihood. Um, It's a different kind of energy. So the thing is, you never want to mistake somebody, like you said, giving you kindness um, um, for some kind of weakness. Because the thing is, you could put yourself in a very dangerous position people never know how you move. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people never know that. They just like, oh, you know, he's sweet. He's the positive guy. Yeah, I'm positive, but you're not going to fuck with me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. fuck? You know what I mean? Like yeah. fuck that shit. I don't know what the fuck, you know, gave you that idea, but yeah. you need to take yourself two steps back and walk the other way. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Straight like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something my dad taught me, man. He's like, yo, if you ever think another man's going to look out for you, and have your best interest at hand. You know what I mean? Always, always take care of yourself. Be kind to people. Be good to people, regardless of what they look like or where they come from. But also just, you know, do no harm, but take no crap. You know what I mean? Like Straight like that. Yeah. Well, in the, in the time we have left, and, and thanks again so much for doing this, dude. Uh, uh, it, I appreciate it's cool. you having me, bro. Yeah, man. It's cool when you meet people uh, that come from, you know, different walks of life. But this is why I love doing this podcast, too, because... I feel like there's a lot of commonality here just in terms of spreading a positive message, a love for music. Um, and, it, and it's cool to connect with you, man. Definitely keep in touch. But um, getting back to the sports thing, we talked about it a little bit because I did see I did see the Cowboys hat and one yes. of your champs word of the day. And I thought, man, if this guy's from West Philly and if I know what I think I know about Philly sports fans and just the the NFC East. There's there's some there's some blood there between Philly and, and Cowboys fans. That's that's like a blood rivalry. So how, it's, how it's did you become a Cowboys fan, ever. man? It's one of the worst rivalries ever. I've been a Cowboys fan for years. Okay. Um, what a lot of people don't know in Philly is it's a ton of Cowboys fans. Okay. Pretty much in every city, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think people get mad when they hear America's team because they're like, oh, you motherfuckers ever won in 70 years? You just fucking <laughs> Whatever, whatever. Um, it's America's team because everywhere you can find a Cowboys fan. Right. Like, literally everywhere. They're there, regardless. You know what I'm saying? And Philly has a really big population of Cowboys fans. It's not as big as the Eagles at all. 
But, you know what I mean? Because it's Philly. I mean, how the fuck is that going to happen? But uh, <laughs> it's a huge population of Cowboys fans. You know what I mean? I support all the rest of the teams. I support the Flyers. You know what I mean? I support the Phillies. Uh, my brothers and them are huge Citrus fans and everything. But I'm a Cowboys diehard. You know what I'm saying? And I wear my shit in Philly. It's like I said, Philly's a tough town, so you can only imagine me walking around with that with pride. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I fit the memo. <laughs> hey, man, no, it, 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 I think that's cool, though, because, again, that's that's authentic. I mean, was there was there a guy back in the day where you, like, because, uh, like, I so growing up in Toledo, I'm, like, Detroit everything except for baseball, and I don't dislike the Tigers, but my team is the Reds just because it was kind of like a family thing with my dad. Like, my grandpa right. grew up in Dayton. Um, not, not far from Cincy. So I just kind of became a Reds fan, but, um, but I really loved the Lions when I was a kid growing up, you know, straight up because I love Barry Sanders. He's one of my favorite athletes ever and he killed it on Madden. So I was like, yo, I'm rolling with the Lions. You know what I mean? Was there, was there a guy on the Cowboys growing up that, that attracted you to the Cowboys? Like, was it Emmett Smith? Was it Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman? Like, or was it just the whole team in general? T.O. T.O. When T.O. Yeah. When T.O. left the Eagles um, and became a cowboy, and I saw, like, the fucking show him and Romo and Witten was putting on, of course, like, we didn't stop anybody. But the offensive explosion that they were putting on, I was like, yo, yo, like, that's it. Like, the Cowboys. And that was just it for me. Like, that was it. When T.O. went over there, it was it for me. That was a heck of an era, man. Well, King Shane. Yeah, football, man, for sure. Yeah, man. Well, hey, you know, one day my lines will get there, you know, like positivity. We're talking about positive vibes. One day, but <laughs> well, I'm going to put it out in the universe. One day, by the time, by the time I leave this planet, hopefully it's not till I'm old and gray. The Lions will get to a Super Bowl. So there's probably Listen, bro, are- if the if the bum ass, if the bum ass Eagles won a Super Bowl, you guys have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, to put a button on this thing, King Champs, uh, I can't thank you enough for reaching out and connecting. And taking the time, it really has been a pleasure talking with you, man. I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing at Dead Wrong Records. I want everybody to check out Dawn of the Dead. And I will put up the links in the podcast description for this episode when it comes out. But let people know where they can find you, where they can find Dead Wrong Records, and just what you guys have got coming up in the near future that you want to speak on, man. For sure. Nah, bro, I appreciate you having me on, man. And, um, you know, one thing that we both uh, are showing is the power of networking. You know what I mean? The power of social media used in a positive way where you get two dope people together, have conversations and build platforms. You know what I mean? You're helping me just as much as I'm going to hit and help you because I'm a promote. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate the opportunity for sure. Um, You can follow me on Instagram um, at King Shamps. That's K-I-N-G-S-H-A-M-P-Z. That's also on my Twitter as well. Um, we always have new updates of the music. My word of the day is always on there. I'm posting new radio shows or podcasts I'm a part of. So I'm definitely a dope follow on Instagram. Um, Dead Wrong Records on SoundCloud. Go to Dead Wrong Records on SoundCloud. We got a lot of crazy fucking music on there. And it actually shows you how long we've been doing it and how long we've been elite at what we do. You know what I'm saying? We do this rap shit. So make sure y'all tap in. And um we're about to go on ahead and get in a project mode, man. You know what I mean? I'm about to go on ahead and start working on a solo project. Everybody else is. And um, we've got some crazy, crazy things that's going to end the year off, man, in a real big, big way. We got a lot of the big boys watching us now. They tapped into what we're doing. And we're about to go on ahead and, and cement a couple of major, major situations. So I'm telling everybody, man, hey, get down to lay down. Dear Ron Records is here. 
You know what I mean? We ain't going nowhere. We bringing a whole new sound, something old, something new, something brawl, something blue. We giving you that dope hip hop vibe, but it's lit enough for you to listen to. It's accessible. You know what I'm saying? And Dawn of the Dead is available on all platforms. So don't be saying, oh, I don't know what the link. Nah, motherfucker, you can press this link over here. We <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Sweet. I really appreciate the time and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like I said, I, I respect anybody that's authentic with what they do. And I appreciate anybody that takes the time to do what I do too, you know, because uh, I know I got a smaller platform right now, but my goal is I hope when people you know, do this podcast and they talk to me, they see that I, that I'm, I'm real about it. And like, I, I respect the artist. I, I do my homework and, and I truly love music and connecting with people. So uh, I want to grow this bad boy. And I know sometimes like in today's day and age, there's a lot of currency and followers and that kind of stuff. And yeah. so I know my audience is smaller right now, but that's why I say, I really, I really mean it when people like yourself take the time to do my show, because I hope when they do it, they see that I'm authentic. And uh, I just want to spread positivity and love too, man. So thank you so much for your time, dude. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it, man. Keep doing your thing, dude. Stay in touch. Definitely. Definitely. Peace, brother. Have a good rest of your evening, man. Thanks, man. You too. There you have it. That was my conversation with King Shamps. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at King underscore Shamps. And that is spelled S-H-A-M-P-Z. So once again, on Instagram, you can follow him at King Shamps, S-H-A-M-P-Z. The link will be in the podcast description for this episode. King Shamps, I really just want to say thank you again so much, man, for taking the time to speak with me for this podcast I really enjoyed our conversation, and to me, it's so cool to find common ground and common threads with people from different walks of life, and I think you and I share that in common, just our love for music, persevering, moving forward, turning negatives into positives, and trying to spread positivity and love with people, and uh, try to do our thing respectively, me with my podcast, you with your music, and connecting with people as well, the Dead Wrong Records family and imprint, the Dawn of the Dead LP, everybody make sure you go check that out. It's a great record, but uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciated our conversation, and uh, that's what this show is all about, you guys. Um, it's about connecting with people, and I really hope these conversations. And again, I don't, I don't say this to sound self-righteous because, you know, um, I'm not somebody who toots my own horn, but you know, I really, really pride myself on making this podcast a place that people can come and learn about new music, people. Um, or if, if they're artists or people that you are familiar with, maybe learn something new about them that you didn't learn before. And most importantly, just connecting with people in a positive way. And what I love about this conversation is, you know, King Shamps and I come from, you know, two different places, him from West Philly, me from West Toledo, me from a, a metal and rock background, him from more of a, a love for hip hop, obviously as a rapper. But, uh, you know, again, we share that same road as far as, you know, turning negatives into a positive and putting your best foot forward every day, using your platform to connect with people in a positive way to make a difference and to chase after your dreams, man. And uh, that's what this show is all about is bringing people together. And um, this isn't a political show and I'm not going to talk about politics because I'm not really well versed in politics. You know, I'm, I didn't major in political science and it's, it's not really a love of mine because it is so divisive. Uh, it really turns me off. But uh I will say, you know, in the United States right now, things, at least, um, you know, if you're if you're 
tuning into the TV or you're on social media a lot, there is a lot of divisiveness. Uh, pretty much everything seems to be, I shouldn't say everything, don't speak in absolutes, something I learned from a, an English teacher in high school. Not everything, but a lot of stuff nowadays gets politicized. A lot of stuff is very polarizing in the United States. You know, things are very much, there's like a line in the sand and you're either on this side or you're on that side. You know, tribalism, as it were. And to me, tribalism is great for sports. It's great for rivalries, you know, call back to King Shamp's beloved Cowboys. Speaking of rivalries, they are going to be playing the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football this week. So that's a it's a big NFC East rivalry right there. I digress, but uh, it's great for sports. It's great for storylines. It's great for, you know, fights, you know, and, and um, the drama leading up to the fight. And this guy said this and this fighter said that or you know, this coach used to be on this team and then he got fired and then the, the team in the same division hired him and he turned them into a winner and now he's facing off against his former team and what's going to happen tonight on Monday Night Football? All of that stuff is great for that. It's great for entertainment. It is terrible when it comes to real life. Um, and, and, you know, again, I, I just think that this mentality of you got to pick a side, you know, um, whether it's politics in terms of the party alignment or when it comes to social issues, when it comes to, it's just, everything is so polarizing now. And, and I think that tribalism is, is a cancer. It's cancerous to our country. And, you know, for me, my goal is to have this podcast be a, be a place you can come and get away from all of that. And I know I'm talking about it a little bit right now, but the thread I'm just trying to tie in here is to me, this conversation is an example of, you know, how I try to live my life, which is uh, connecting with people who come from a different background and a different walk of life than me, but finding the common ground that we have. And I and I feel like, and again, I don't mean this in a self-righteous way, but I feel like if we all did that a little bit more, if we all learned to tune our antenna um, away from that negativity and be more open with our ears and our minds and our hearts towards our fellow human beings out there, you know, this, this world will be a better place, man. You know, uh, what did Jimi Hendrix say back in the day when the, the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will be a better place. Um, and again, I know people think, oh, that's some hippie stuff. What is this dude talking about? But, uh, but for real, man, like I, I just, um, I see a lot of this division. I see a lot of this internet troll stuff and people riling each other up and going at each other on the internet. And it's behind a keyboard or behind a, a telephone you know, or, uh, you know, smartphone screen. And it's like, I just feel like it's a, just an incredible waste of energy. And, you know, if you wake up every day and you can get out of the bed on your own two feet and, you know, whether you, you know, believe in a higher power or not, maybe you get on your knees and say some prayers. Like it's a beautiful day, man. If you're walking upright, mostly in good health and you have your wits about you, you have your mind, you know, you're not suffering some from, from, you know, some type of, you know, mental handicap or some type of disability, like you get a fresh 24 every day, just like King Champ said, you know, we all get 24 hours every day, you know, use that for positivity, use that for good. You know what I mean? Find, find the things that make, make you tick in a good way and put your energy into that. I just, I just feel like there's a lot of people wasting their time and their energy on negativity. And, uh, and again, I know drama sells, uh, you know, I know, uh, negativity sells, man. But, um, you know, at some point, I think we all just got to look ourselves in a, in a mirror a little bit more and go, what, what can I do in my life and my social circle, you know, in my community to, to connect with people in a positive way. So not that you all ask for my advice, but my advice would be, 
do that. Do that. Wake up every day. Be grateful that you're alive. Be grateful that you can walk, that you can talk, that you can move, that you, you can even get out of bed. Just it's it's just such a blessing. And we take it we take a lot of it for granted, myself included, man. Um, use your energy for positivity, use it for good, use it for love and connect with people. And uh that's what I hope this show is for you guys. And and for me, uh I'll tell you, you know, getting on Instagram a little over a year ago in June was one of the best decisions that I made, not only for the show, but for myself, because I'll tell you guys, man, uh, you know, social media is pretty positive for me. It's been pretty good for me, you know, um, from the guests that I've had on the show, like King Shamps and uh, the, the the people that I've been able to connect with, like it's it's been positive for me. And again, I think that goes back to that antenna comment that I made, you know, I'm not on social media to go at people. I'm not on social media to troll people. I don't have burner accounts you know, because I don't want to say it under my real name because of potential repercussions because I'm saying some wild stuff. Like I'm on social media because I want to connect with people and I want to build this podcast and and, and make it a, a positive outlet. You know what I'm saying? It's a creative, positive release for me. And I hope that the people who listen to the show get something out of it positively as well. So, you know, um, I, I just I just say that as an example of, you know, in life, I think you always have the choice to to go left or go right, you know, or to go up or go down. And so, um, a lot of what you see is a lot of what you choose to interact with too. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to comment on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. You don't have to engage with people and go at people. So if you're making those decisions at some point, you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, why am I doing this, man? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a beautiful day out. The sun is shining. Like, you know, what, what else can I put my energy into? You know what I mean? So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but, uh, uh, you know, really, I just want to hammer it home, man. Just interact with people, you know, interact with people from different walks of life. You'll learn more. Uh, variety is the spice of life. And, uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this show, man. So again, shout out to King Shamps at King underscore Shamps on Instagram. The link will be in the podcast description for his music. Make sure you go check out the Dead Wrong Records family, the Dawn of the Dead LP, which came out in December last year. One of my personal favorite tracks, like I said, is Boss Talk. I really love that one. Uh, it's just a, it's a great album if you love hip-hop and if you just love music in general, man. And uh, King Shamps on the mic, man, just his cadence, his rhymes, you can tell he puts his heart and soul in it. And I really love listening to it, man. Um, so yeah, positive vibes all the way around, everybody. I hope you have a great week. Uh, I hope you hit the ground running. You know, you know, keep getting up. You know what I'm saying? If if life has got you down right now, uh, or if life has you up right now, maybe maybe uh, as Matthew McConaughey says, you know, you're hitting those green lights. All right, all right, all right. You know, if you keep hitting those green lights again, you know, uh, great. You know, stay on that that positive wave and keep riding it to more better opportunities for yourself. You know what I mean? So wherever you're at right now, man, I just uh, just know that you're loved, know, know that people care about you, um, and, and know that your voice matters and how you live your life matters, you know, and if we all, uh, you know, try to do one nice thing for everybody every day, man, the world will be a better place. I really believe that. Some people might think it's cheesy, but guess what? This is my show, and I believe in that. So for what it's worth, I appreciate y'all. Make sure you go follow King Shamps again, at King underscore Shamps on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, at March4thPod on Twitter, at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. Shows on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you did enjoy this conversation, I would appreciate it if you took some time to go to Apple, 
leave a rating and a review. It helps the show rank higher, and ultimately that helps get these conversations out to more people, and then more people know about King Shamps and Dead Wrong Records, man. So I love you all. I thank you all for listening to the show. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of King Shamps and the Dead Wrong Records family, here is Forbes off of the Dawn of the Dead LP. Peace. Yeah, it's Dead Wrong. Murder hell shit. Murder hell. Yeah. We Forbes niggas. Check it. Uh. Rolex, baby. I like the flats, baby. I'm up nets, baby. So one dress lady. Maserati's a man Ferrari, so it's such a scene. They ain't never seen a nigga like Shams and Dane. I get the cream, I'm not green to no fame. We all vets, we carry Texas to murder team. Niggas know that we bout that. This set don't do chit chat. Get your shit pushed back, you play with my stats. It's like that. Pro ball to the images. Kilo after kilo, all my people got the stamina. Grab the work of Canada, ship the Guns off the Panama, strapped up in the main back. You roll up on me, got damage. Yeah, you took the wrong route. This life would turn you out. Jeans hold it down, the rail never get out. Niggas do it for clout. I did it so I could sprout. Hurt my young boy getting money down south. That ain't just word of mouth. We killing them in the drought. We ain't timid, we run the scrimmage. The crew balling out. Ain't that what it's all about? It ain't hard to find us. Hurting all they pockets, we flood them and read up. Niggas cop the Porsche, I'm fitting the speed up. Fuck the bad. Baddest bitches, niggas can't ease up. Yeah. Red on frigid, get digits off white dust. Yes. To me, it's no limit to how for niggas to touch. Chasing uh-huh. money, taking it all. Uh-huh. 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 Never hesitate when we fall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yo, all my, my bitches, they love the ball. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Niggas take for us, so get them up the fucking nigga in Forbes. Get the money, stack it on top. Hustle coke and make it a sport. Uh-huh. All of my bitches, they love the ball. Niggas take for us, so get them up the fucking nigga in Forbes. I'm the wave drown, I'm in the house now She wanna play round, I need a bust down Love the way I talk, that's how my voice sound I like the way she walk, she never out of bounds I lock down them small towns, the shooters is around Stay with rounds, they lick you down, you play with my crown I'm a king who's really sing, still serving the fiends Hollow split through your spleen, we haunt you in your dreams And the bucks like a ring, want a chip for the rings Made the right connects, I'm just doing ball stings You can get your wings if you Take it there yeah. Turn you red bull I ain't got no fear no Tattoo tears Don't add up to the years We taking all the chances So only farmers are stairs All my diamonds is clear You dealing with hustlers here G5's in the air Watch your guy just appear Chasing money Taking it all uh-huh, uh-huh. Never hesitate when we ball All uh-huh. my bitches Didn't love the ball uh-huh, uh-huh. Niggas take for us So get them off the fucking nigga uh-huh. Forbes Get the money Stack it on top uh-huh. Hustle coke and make it the sport, my uh, fly, we fly. Nigga. All of my bitches, they love the ball. Uh, 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 niggas, type us, so get them motherfucking uh, niggas.